0: Hello, my darlings, and welcome back to Conversations with My Higher Self. We are continuing a series of episodes about life path numbers and numerology. This episode is about life path number three. If you have missed out uh, the episode, uh, the first episode in the series, that one explains how to calculate your own life path number. So, you know you may want to go back to that episode if you haven't listened to it and listen the first to the first well, I don't know 10 15 minutes of it that sets the groundwork otherwise if you're a life path number 3 listen on before we get started just a couple of housekeeping items for those of you that don't know my first book 72 keys to manifestation or an ancient path of a modern day alchemist is out please check it out on Amazon it is soon going to be available on Audible just letting you know if the audio format is your preferred format for the book. And also, I, you know, a video stream of this is available on my YouTube channel. It is at This Is Maria. Come say hi and, um, you know, always love reading your comments. Already, my darlings, life path number three. Here we go. We're diving right in. I feel like this one very much concludes the first trio, the first trinity. One, two, and three are extremely connected. They're the cardinal signs, so to say, similar to astrology. That the cardinal signs, they are the energies that begin cycles. And as such, they're formative energies, right? So if you are a life path three, and again, if you don't know how to calculate your life path number, you can Google it, or you can refer to my first episode in the series where I talked about life path number one. It spells out exactly what you need to do to calculate your life path number. So for all of my threes out there, and also if one of your loved ones or one of your friends is a life path number three, listen up because this is going to be a really good general overview of why threes are the way they are. What is their grand mission, grand purpose on planet Earth? What is it that their higher self intended for them? You know, what are some of the challenges of this path? What are some of the blessings? And I usually give my own uh, just take on, you know, what this energy type, what, what this life path type should pay attention to, things that they should be aware of so that we can move on to bigger and better things so that we can have a much more smooth experience and live into our blueprint and and, and be happy all around, right? Because every time you live into your blueprint, you're living the blueprint that you're meant to live. You feel on the path, you feel aligned, you feel good. Alrighty. So my threes, this is the first number or the first combination number, right? So you have one being the masculine, two being the feminine, three is a trinity. It is a combination of, essentially, it is the divine mother, the divine father, and the divine child. That is the the trinity. Now, there are many variations and renditions of that. You know, we have the father, son, and the Holy Spirit. We have mother, daughter, and soul. We have, and, and then there are many other trinities to build upon it, such as the maiden mother, crone, trinity, et cetera, et cetera, right? But essentially, the trinity, the three, is the first perfect number. And by perfect, we usually mean that certain things had to come together and achieve a particular level of perfection before this creation could happen. So numbers three, six, and nine and numerology are numbers that combine both masculine and feminine energies. And that is why their challenge is always, how do you maintain the balance? And how do you build something from it? Because these numbers are also sometimes referred to as material numbers, not from the standpoint that they're materialistic, but from the standpoint that they have massive potential for creation. These are, you know, your builders in the sense that they can take one and two and three and make like an apple pie from it. Do you know what I mean? These are the people that can take multiple ingredients and combine them into something that is wonderful. So I would say a live path three is a path of a creator. It's a path of a manifester. It's a path of somebody that makes something out of nothing. It is a path of a visionary. It is a path of an equalizer a little bit as well, because you're bringing things together and you're bringing them into a construct that can withstand the test of time. So your threes, life path threes, are very often curious, inquisitive, adventurous. The um, number three is represented by the energies of air. So very often they're quick-witted. They are sharp. They could be funny or sarcastic, right? They have a sense of humor. Often, not always, right? There's exception to every rule. So if you're a life path three and you don't resonate with some of it this is completely fine right because it is a very rich archetype by the way right so like one thing we have to factor in is there are millions upon millions of people in each of these life path numbers right and so i'm just giving you a very general overview your life path despite being a life path three you're not a copycat of every single person otherwise you know everybody would uh, you know the Arguably speaking, society would be incredibly boring because everybody would be the same. And while we share numerical frequencies and we share energy patterns, we're definitely not even in the slightest copycats of one another because we all have very different histories. We all have very different futures. We all have very different higher selves, et cetera, et cetera, right? So as a live path three, you're incredibly Easy to inspire, and you draw inspiration from the air. It's like you're walking around in life, and then you just get light bulbs everywhere. You just like light up. You're like, oh my God, I just had this idea. Or like, oh my God, I'm excited to try new things. So like it is the energy that doesn't want to sit still, right? It is the energy that likes moving fast and that could come in a lot of ways, shapes, and sizes. This is the energy that doesn't like the grind. Your threes are not going to be the ones that are just going to be content doing their own little like little job or like the same repetitive three things over and over and over again. Your threes are going to get very bored and very done with it very soon. So it is important for them as they're selecting their occupation, as they're selecting um, what they want to do with their lives, to choose careers that would, instead of stifling this adventurous, youthful spirit, that they could instead benefit from it. So three is the Gemini energy, right? In a sense that it is that very intellectual, very curious divine child. It's the energy of Mercury or Hermes, for those of you that know uh, um, who that is, right? The God. So there is a divine child. Very often they would be, um, you know, they would kind of be set from the standpoint of, um, they're considered to be lucky, because the divine child is always a favorite child. And I don't mean in this particular case of their human parents, of your human parents. I mean of source consciousness, right? Of God, goddess, however you want to call it, right? So divine children are always the most beloved children. So it is a little bit of a happy-go-lucky life, right? Very often, of course, there are exceptions to every rule. You did not necessarily sign up for a heck, a hell of a lot of trauma and drama. So what are kind of like the blessings and the curses of this path? As a child, you know, very often you could have experienced a sense of boredom. You are a little bit like ADHD. And you may may have hated school for that reason. That is not true for everybody. Again, I have to overgeneralize if we're to move forward with this, right? And as I'm getting, um, you know, feedback from the collective, I know some of you don't resonate with it. And again, please just take whatever resonates and leave out all the rest. Uh, Because again, we're trying to put Many millions of people into one bucket and explain all of their tendencies from the beginning of time, right so it's a little bit of a task if I'm being honest, so that being said, going back to the childhoods of a life path three they were you know a little bit of a troublemaker very often they did not want to sit still, they could have you know they could have made messes you know if if you gave them pains. They could have painted on the walls and on wallpaper instead of painting in their like little nice notebook. They could have, you know, accidentally broken things because you know, you, 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 you give them like a little toy and they start using it uh, in ways that it's not supposed to be used, like jumping up and down and throwing it at things. Right. So like they were like, they're really hard to pin down. They were like a free spirit. They're like, you know, put them on a horse and send them on a wild merry, like merry, uh, merry-go-round ride. They're going to like, they love that, right? Like they love new experiences as a kid. They don't like being bored. They don't like stagnation. They like, and also that's the thing. Like um, when I say said ADHD, I said it lovingly, right? Like, I mean, they're not, obviously it's not a diagnosis, but it's just a frame of mind where they're like, you you know you may have had issues focusing on one thing because you move very quick, right? Remember, threes are air. Threes move very, very quickly. As such, they don't want to be pinned down. And also, if they're, for instance, in school and somebody's explaining something to them, they're probably 10 steps ahead already. And so they get bored so easily and it's like it's impossible for them to sit still. These are most likely your children that want to stay very active. They want to go, they want to do sports. They want to do dance. They want to, you know, have play dates. Like they want to be around people. They're extremely gregarious, extremely like uh just open. And, you know, they kind of wear their heart on the sleeve and they, you know, they give you more information about themselves sometimes that you even want to know about them. And, and they're like instant friends. So that's kind of like a very lovable part about Life Path 3. They make instant friends. I mean, the drawback of that is they can forget about you instantly as well, right? But they, you know, they can... F- See somebody and be like, okay, you're the one for me, you know, love at first sight, or like, you're my friend, BFF forever. Like, they're that kind of people. And, and they're also like a little bit black and white in a sense that the cup is either 100% full or 100% empty. Like, they don't have in between states, right? And so they're like, if they're happy, they're like extremely thrilled. And if they're unhappy, they're like extremely bored and extremely sad. And they're just like really like, so they, they don't really, they're not all that well balanced from a sense of, from the standpoint of like, they cannot handle certain things as well as others, right? And so they just need, they need to be constantly stimulated. And so in the childhood, they may have issues with authorities, right? From of different kinds, right? From reprimands from their teachers, uh, from punishments from their parents to, you know, potentially causing real trouble as teenagers and and having some trouble with authorities, uh, you know, take, being taken to the police department a couple of times here and there. I'm not saying that everybody goes that you know, that route, but it is extremely possible for life path three. And then because they get bored, they, they're they extremely inventive and extremely innovative. Like you can count on these guys to be like little leaders of their crew because they came up with the most fascinating way to pass the time that nobody ever thought of. Yes, it may cause you trouble. Yeah, You know, yes, it, it may not be all fully legal all, all the way. But, you know, they're like um, little little movers and shakers and nonconformists in that way. In terms of the, uh, like I said, they don't usually go for a lot of trauma. Their form of trauma is usually boredom. So they would put themselves into a situation where they're, innovative, inquisitive, beautiful mind doesn't get enough stimulation. And so very often they would select to be an only child, for instance, that could be how this could play out. Because if you have siblings, you always have somebody to like cause trouble with. And if you're, you know, the only one, then you're like, okay, well, now I'm really bored. Cause like my parents are at work, or like my parents are busy and they nobody has time to play with me. And yeah, they're not so great at occupying themselves. They would prefer like they really thrive on community because remember, it is is not just me myself and I of one but it is also the community and others of two that comes in into contact or into this mishmash of life path three right so their mind is extremely active but their heart is extremely active so they need people around them they need little boys and girls to play with right so they thirst for that community and when they don't get it they feel bad like they feel like their life has no meaning, right? So it's extremely important for them to be social, especially as kids. And then, of course, the, the the type of societal trauma that can come from there is if you're not being accepted again by your group of friends, but not because you're, you know, you you're odd or not because you are unlike everybody else. But they still find, like, for instance, uh, like, there, there's usually a falling out of some sort, like, you were friends and then you're not friends anymore because they, you know, you caused some mischief and you got judged, right? So, usually these people are judged by, by, by their people of the same age, like friends at school, et cetera, for being like too much. Like, they're often called, like, you're too much. There's just like, too much. There's so much energy with, Uh, life path three there's a lot of energy but you would also find that as you get older specifically with life path three if they haven't followed their hearts those energy reserves are going to start becoming depleted and these are the people that would often say i was the happiest in my childhood like my childhood was awesome and then it went downhill from there these are also not the people that love responsibility all that much they really don't like to be tied down they really don't want commitments all that much. They want to be in the moment. Like the, the live now, uh, forget about tomorrow and yesterday, this is their mantra. That's, you know, the good news is that means that they usually don't dwell on past mistakes or trauma. Like, they, you know, you're not going to see them talking to a shrink all that often or like, you know. Just like a psychologist and and or like a coach. They're like, which coach? I'm fine. Thank you. I know my way. And um, you know, they're not all that introspective. They're not gonna dwell on, on the past. They're a lot more future looking, actually, and present as well. Right. In other words, like they need to make sure that there is fun. Like they're also optimized for fun. Fun is extremely important for them. They need to be engaged. They cannot be bored. Like being bored is their greatest fear. Being stuck somewhere where they don't want to be stuck at with somebody they don't want to be stuck there with is like their greatest nightmare. Right. Don't like, yeah, tying them down is, 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 is not going to happen. You guys. Right. So these are the people that thrive on travel, but going back to what I said earlier, if they don't follow their blueprint, if they don't allow themselves to be inquisitive, to be curious, to learn what they want to learn, get a job and an occupation that you know, nurtures their hearts and allows them to be in this creative, fun flow, right? If their job doesn't feel fun to them, over time, the spark goes out. That like little fire that really goes out for them. And they, again, they they can get into fairly low energy states. They can get into states where they don't want to get out of bed or where they feel like, nothing is going to change they can get into pessimism actually right and and if that resonates you have lost your original spark and so part of you know your challenge is going to be how do you bring it back and the way that you bring it back as a life path three is reconnecting with your inner child in this case is divine child the golden child that needs to be nurtured nurtured like you would need to schedule some fun times for yourself whatever your definition of fun times self-care times like things that are you yourself and you sort of say me myself and i right that are good for you and that you perceive to be fun like also if you don't have a large group of friends that could be a contributing factor right like get out and meet new people life path 3 needs to be stimulated if you're not stimulated intellectually emotionally you wither away it is a natural byproduct of being life path 3 right it you always need to find new inspiration find new people to be around find new experiences find new challenges travel around the world also that's another thing Maybe committing to a career for a prolonged amount of time is not your thing. Be very comfortable as a life path three that you're maybe not meant to have one job or one role for the entirety of your life. Maybe you're meant to jump around. So stop making yourself wrong for jumping around, whether that is relationships, whether that is business ideas, whether that is schools and majors, whether that is whatever that is, right? You are not meant to be tied down. Imagine trying to tie down air. I mean, probably not a very winning proposition. You're probably going to be extremely miserable trying to do that and you're going to fail, right? So don't try to tie yourself down. Don't make yourself wrong. Don't quench that spark inside of you that is curious because some of the greatest innovations, some of the greatest creations, some of the most amazing works of art came from a life path three that refused to be bogged down by the harsh realities of planet Earth. They just said, you know what? I'm gonna put my pink goggles on and I'm gonna be an eternal optimist and I don't care that life is rough and it may be rough for others, but I'm gonna make my own fortune. And you would notice that once you make that shift, the golden children of um, numerology, Life Paths 3, they would always attract the right people, the right circumstances, the finances, everything. These are the people that win the lottery more often than others. Seriously, I kid you not. These are the people that accidentally get inheritances. These are the people that get promotions out of nowhere. Like you have all of these abundance, right? You're extremely connected to abundance because three is a trinity. You know, it's the things coming together together to form something that is greater, something that is beautiful, something that is perfect, something that is abundant, something that is not meant to be struggling. So if you're living your blueprint, you're not going to be struggling. You're meant to get these handouts from the universe because you're just that kind of energy. You're the divine child. Divine children don't deserve things. They're handed things, right? And then it's up to them what they do with that. And that's another thing I will tell you. There is a disproportionate amount of talent talent right I'll say this again with a life path three compared to any other life path number maybe apart from master number path like master incarnations you have a disproportionate amount of talent why because you're meant to be the creative force in the universe you're meant to build new things. You're meant to uh, change reality, change the physicality. Remember how I told you the, the material number it doesn't mean mater- materialistic. It means that you're meant to build things in the physical space, create art, create communities, build something, do something fun and exciting, break the paradigm, don't conform. You know that that energy of change, growth, excitement. That is all a life path three. That is why they're given an incredible amount of talent. These are your people that innately are better at some things than others, right? Meaning, like, these are your musicians. These are your artists. These are your dancers. These are your amazing entrepreneurs. You know, all, like, they have a disproportionate amount of talent. Here's the the challenge, though, right? If a disproportionate amount of talent is given to you, then you're going to have to answer for it once you go back to the crayon box, once you, uh, once you die, right? Your higher self is going to be like, dude, I gave you all this talent. What'd you do with it? What'd you do with it? And you're going to have to answer that question, right? And so, you know, one thing that I noticed is a lot of resentment. And so one of the biggest regrets for Life Path 3 is not going for opportunities when the opportunities presented themselves, like saying no to opportunities and not following their heart. Those are the two biggest regrets. Like at a deathbed of a life path three, they're gonna be like, remember when I was given this opportunity to marry the person, go abroad, you know, take the job, whatever that is for you, right? I don't know, go to school for art instead of go to school for medicine, or go to school for medicine instead of going to school for art. You know what I mean? Whatever your path is, whatever your flavor is of genius, You would know what it is. You would know because, like, it would show up so early for you. It would be extremely hard for you to disregard this and not notice, right? So, recognize your own genius and please know that for you, the answer is always yes. In terms of should you be taking an opportunity, the answer is yes. Like, you are meant to do crazy things in life. Like, you are meant to move cross country or to, like, I don't know, just take off and, and move abroad. You are meant to do weird things like, I don't know, elope instead of have a way. Like, just do random things that, like, I'm not saying they're bad for society, but they're, like, not the norm, right? You're meant to be, the, like, the rule breaker. You're not meant to fit into, like, a blueprint. You're not meant to be, like, the the shy one that is refusing to... Stand up for themselves. No, you're meant to make bold moves. You're meant to make rapid shifts in your life. You're not meant to, you know, to, to be steady and to be contained. None of that, right? You're the energy of air. You're moving fast. You're extremely talented. You're very often very well-spoken, extremely articulate. You are a treasure. So why did you come? You came to inspire the people with your art, with your creation, with your being, with your energy. They are looking at you and they're like, wow, what a happy-go-lucky person. What a divine child. Doesn't take life too seriously. That is so inspirational. And yet they have everything that they want, right? This is not the person that is like strictly nine to five. Like you are actually like your blueprint is perfect for breaking the mold and graduating from any of those societal quote unquote norms. Like, (laughs) Uh, the Tim Ferriss 4-Hour week was written for you guys. I don't ever give book recommendations, but in this case, I must. Because you're here to reshape the world. And although you may not be able to do it on a macro level yet, you're definitely able to shift your own life. Maybe you're meant to become a freelancer, but you definitely don't want to be tied to anything, including probably a nine to five job where you have to come to the same office, you know, and etc. etc. Like this is probably not going to be a cup of tea long term, unless that job is creative by definition, or you're doing a lot of decision making, or somehow feel like in charge and like cool and fun and it's different all the time. Like for instance, like agency work, creative agency, where it's not one client, and like you're like, okay, this um this day I'm doing an ad for Coca Cola, and the other day. I'm doing an ad for I don't know uh, a new movie that's coming out. That would be exciting for you. Accounting, probably not. Nothing wrong with accounting. Accounting is probably way better for life path number four, which which we're going to talk about next time, right? So don't quen- like don't step on your own throat, so to say. Allow your song, allow your creativity, allow your boundless energy to go to where it's supposed to go. Don't stifle yourself because this energy, the spark could uh, get, you know, it could go out. And that would be your biggest regret, right? When you, you, don't want like when your motivation is gone. And when you feel like you don't want anything anymore, you're just tired all the time, right? It's because that spark is gone. And so for you, it's really, and remember you're the balance, right? You're balancing fire and you're balancing water. So making sure that your energetic vessel is always filled with both fire and water. And so uh, if you're looking to understand what, what that means is listen to my previous episodes that I did on this podcast around balancing the energies of water, and balancing the energies of fire, as well as water and fire elementals. Those are the two energies that are making you up. And of course, air is the byproduct of your blueprint anyway, but but you need to make sure that when I say that your fire and, and, and your water are balanced, right? Your mind and your heart need to be aligned, right? For you, you cannot just select something rationally And you cannot just select something only based on your heart. It has to be both. You have to factor in the entirety of who you are, your logic, your feelings, all of it. That would bring the most out of you. And that is going to ensure every day feels like paradise. Every day feels fresh in you. Allow yourself to get the stimulation that you need. Allow yourself to get exposure to new people and new places. For you, you must travel. Like book travel for yourself. You must be out there. You must be around others, right? That is what would enable you to thrive. And allow yourself to find your own inner artist, artist, whether you knew that you were one or you didn't. This is also one of the artist paths. So you definitely want to make sure that you have a creative hobby. Like creative hobby is a self-care technique for you, whether that is drawing, whether that is knitting. I don't really care. You need a creative hobby. Alrighty, my loves. You are such a beautiful divine child archetype. This is so beautiful. Stand strong in your power. Thank you for sticking around. I will see you in the next one. Bye, loves.